Hey y'all, so as I'm listening to and re-watching and editing the podcast episode that you guys are going to be listening to and watching, I noticed a few things. The devil is coming for my downfall right now, y'all. Like, first and foremost, you hear a fan in the background, which is my roommate's fan. So she is at home, and so she has her fan. Please excuse that. And then um, I'm going to cough. So I've been fighting this sore throat for this whole week. And the devil is really trying to put me out there, having me cough and stuff. I do not have COVID, y'all, so I don't think I got COVID. But the devil really trying to play on my downfall, and he almost had it because I almost said, you know what, I'm not even going to post the episode because it's too much going on. But it is such a good word, so you guys really, really need to hear it. I want y'all to pay attention, focus on that word. Please, please, please excuse me again for any interruptions, disruptions, any of that. College is getting hard out here for a pimp, okay? Um, trying to live in a whole new climate environment without getting a sore throat, without wearing a coat, and then living with the roommate and suite mates and stuff with the noise. So please, 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 you guys, focus on the message. Forgive me. Thank you, guys, because at first I was not going to post that episode, but God was like, do not let the enemy block these people's blessings. So just bear with me. Thank you, guys. Love y'all. Welcome back to the Young Woman Flourish podcast. I'm your host, Shania, and I'm super, super excited for what we're about to embark on today in this week's episode. Now, we were we're wrapping up our Boiling Point series with this episode this week, and then we'll be continuing into relationships and what they look like a part of our transformation journey. This week's episode is, and I have my notes as always right here, um uh, thank you for joining if you're watching on youtube um also if you're watching on youtube please ignore my cousin that is sitting on my face um and for those of you who are listening on spotify apple Podcasts, or any other podcasting platform my cousin is a pimple and um so you know i'm super super excited that you guys were able to tap in however you were able to tap in and continue to listen and be a part of the boiling point series and figuring out what that looks like and what is God and what God is doing in your life as we in regards to that. Now, as we continue on this episode, continue on this journey of the boiling point, this week's episode is going to be focusing and highlighting the faith that is birthed from the boiling point. What that looks like, what that feels like at times. And so we're going to be focusing on that. And um, before we get into anything any further, again, like I said before, it might be a little bit of background noise, but let's focus on the the word. Let's focus on what it is exactly that we are trying to push through and get through and break through with this episode. So before we go any further, let's get into our SOTD, which is our scripture of the day, which is the only tea we need and the only shade we are accepting in this season of our lives, okay? So this week's SOTD is from 2 Peter's 1 and 3, and it says, his divine power has given us, this from NIV version, his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Again, from 2 Peter 1 and 3, his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. God has given us everything we need. So before we get into this this episode, um, I know we haven't quite done 
exact story time backgrounds for each moment in the boiling point but I have reflected on what this looked like for me during my boiling point moment and I'm even still a little bit in this sitting in this and experiencing this but in this season I've learned a lot throughout the boiling point of how to trust God and what trust even looks like for me now and and I had to really sit there and think because I was like, God, I've trust I've trusted you before. I I asked of you this, I've asked of you for this, for this, and I trusted you, God. But why is it so hard for me to trust you now? And I had to ask myself that, like, God, why does it feel like how I'm trusting you is not working anymore? And God was like, Because in this season, your trust has to be without borders. I'm asking you for a different kind of trust. This time, the trust can't look like how it might have looked a week ago, a year ago. Your trust is going to look different in this season. I brought you through the boiling point, but now I need you to understand that your trust has to look a little differently in this season of your life. That it has to be without borders. Because the things that, because I've elevated you from a certain level. So you might have trusted me a certain type of way yesterday, but you're going to need to trust me a different way in the, today. And so I really had to learn that because a lot of the times we'll confuse ourselves and we'll think that my trust no longer is effective. My trust does not work. And God is saying, oh, Jesus, I feel this. There's someone right now, first and foremost, let me applaud you for even listening because it took you. It took you the strength to even say, I'm going to listen to this podcast episode today because a huge part of you was like, no, I don't have time for this. It's too long. I don't want to listen to this or I just don't feel like it. I could watch TV. I could listen to some music. I could do anything but listen to this podcast. But you chose to. And God is saying you've been struggling with the idea and the concept of believing that my trust just don't work no more. Mm. You've been believing and feeling like God. Before when I trusted you, before when I called on you, I heard you. There was a sound. There was a vision that was brought to my attention. But God, this time around, I don't feel nothing. I don't I don't sense nothing. There is nothing that's happening other than the continuing cycle of what I'm asking you to bring me out of. Other than the continuing no's of telling me I can't get what you promised me. Oh, Jesus, I felt that someone's been getting continuous no's of, against what God promised them. And, and you're saying, okay, God, so what's the problem? Because I embraced this. I, I took it in. I accepted it when you told me these things, when you promised these things. God, I'm trusting you for what you told me. I didn't tell you this time. I learned my lesson about telling you things, God. But I'm trusting you for what you told me. Mm, Jesus. I felt that there are, and I guess God said we jumping right up into it. There, there's, there's some people that's struggling with the concept of, God, I'm not lacking in what I'm asking you for, but I'm lacking in what you promised. And I'm and I'm holding this trust, God, but you can't seem to to give it to me. And uh, and so and so God is saying it's not that your trust lacks. It's not that you lack in in faith, but it requires a new level of it. It requires a different type of trust. Your trust has to be without borders in this season because you, I may tell you to go forward one day and then might ask you to zigzag and go a little bit backwards. And, and you have to understand that it's going to, because, oh God, what I'm asking you to trust me in, what I'm going to ask you for, it's going to look crazy. 
And, it, and when you have trust with borders, when you have trust with backup plans, it, it, it don't sit right with you. Crazy don't work for you. You can't be a part of crazy. But when you have a trust, oh, Jesus, when you have a trust without borders, when you have a trust without backup plans and your trust lays in the hands of God and it's like, God, I have nothing else. If this falls out, but oh, Jesus, see, I was going to say if this falls out, I, I can't. I'll, there'll be nothing left but god is saying there is no if a part of this trust because it you have to have confidence in what it is that i'm going to give you and this is why it's super important and jesus i felt that god said i slipped past that too quickly there is no if in this kind of trust there is no if in this faith that i'm giving you it's not okay if this doesn't work out god is saying you got to change your thought process here you got to change your thought process because I'm going to bless you with something, but you'll talk yourself out of it. You'll think yourself out of it. And God is saying, you have to change the way that you see things. What if, mm, Jesus, God is saying, instead of you finding it crazy of what I'm promising you, instead of you finding all the ways that this can go wrong in what I'm promising you, what if you, what if you say, it's not impossible what God is, is promising me. It's impossible for it not to happen. God is saying, why don't you shift all of your negative thoughts, all of your negative views on what it is that I'm promising you to all the things that tell you that you can't get it? Why don't you shift your negative views to ordinary? You're like, mm -mm, ordinary can't be my life. I can't work a nine to five. I can't do this. God, that just does not equivalent to what you promised me. So it's impossible. I'm placing the impossible on the ordinary and I'm placing the possible on the extraordinary. God, oh, Jesus, I felt that that is so heavy. I'm placing the 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 impossible on the ordinary and the possible on the extraordinary because god i believe that you can do this and if you said you can do it anything that says otherwise anything that reflects otherwise than what you said it has to be impossible because only the possible can happen through you god i believe whatever you say that it's possible there's nothing that's coming out of your mouth that is impossible because you can make it happen and uh, and I was in and as I was reflecting on 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 my faith and my trust and what that was beginning to look like, what it was beginning to feel like, I started to think and and God was saying that a lot of the times the miracle has attracted the people into the kingdom. The miracle has attracted others into what you have going on. But God is saying in this moment, in this time, this season of your life, it's not going to be the miracle that is giving the attraction. It's going to be your faith. So whatever, however you're faithing it out, that's what's going to attract the people. God is saying, maybe I have you, oh Jesus, maybe I have you in this certain space and place of your life and, and you're waiting there. For so long before actually having the miracle, before having the purpose, the blessing, before having what I decreed and declared over your life. Because your faith ain't attract enough people. Because your faith ain't do what it was supposed to do while you were waiting on me. Oh, Jesus. God is saying a lot of you are waiting on me, but you're not doing what you're supposed to do in the waiting. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing in the middle. Like we discussed before, God is saying with that substance, faith had to come out of it. Faith had to be birthed with that substance that you got in the middle. So if 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 it's the faith that attracts the people and there's no one attract ooh, and and listen. Ordinary faith ain't going to get nobody's attention. 
It's not going to be the normal faith. It's not going to be the I, I only pray when it's just me in my room and I'm alone. That's not what's going to get the people's attention because they can't hear that. They can't see that. God is saying it's going to be the crazy faith that gets the people's attention. It's going to be the uh, the impossible faith that's going to get the people's attention. That's going to attract some things. God is saying that's going to attract your blessings to speed its process. It's going to be that that's going to get to the people because now you look crazy now you it's gonna be the noah faith jesus it's gonna be the moses faith it's gonna be the jesus faith because imagine if noah decided to say you know what god this is not ordinary this is not normal um i can't everybody else doesn't everybody else ain't doing this everybody else ain't believing and or hearing oh jesus i felt that a lot of people aren't gonna hear nor see what let me let me just slow it down because I feel like I'm speeding past it because I want to say it how I see it and how I feel it in the spiritual realm. But a lot of people, God is saying, aren't going to hear nor see what it is that you hear and that you see. I might give you something that I didn't give the others, but that's because I need them to get it through you. I need you. I need you to give it to them. So I'm going to give it to you directly, but I might need you to give it to somebody else. And because of that, you have to have a different level of faith that can't be shook by ordinary and normal. Because a lot of the times we allow ordinary and quote unquote normal to be the distinguisher between if something is possible or not. And we like to say, oh, everybody else ain't hear what I heard. So I, I couldn't have heard it right maybe it was just me tweaking or having a problem right now but god is saying i don't want everybody else to hear it from me i want them to hear it from you so your faith has to be stronger and strong enough to carry oh jesus see god okay i feel that your faith has to be strong enough and it has to be strong er in this season to carry faith for more than just yourself God is saying faith the size of a mustard seed worked before because it was the faith the size of a mustard seed carrying just you. But in this season, because I, I, I told you, because I showed you, I didn't show them, I didn't tell them, but I told them through you, I need your faith to be strong enough to carry the both of you. God, I need I needed to be strong enough to carry that group. I needed to be strong enough to carry that family. I needed to be strong enough to carry your relationship. But it has to be strong enough. So God is saying it requires a new level, a, a new abundance in it. God is saying it, it, it requires more than what it once required before. Because it's going to be your faith is going to be the thing that attracts the person to understanding. Okay, wait, this is real. God is saying you're allowing people to convince you when you're supposed to be the do you're allowing people to convince you when you're supposed to be doing the convincing and 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 i don't want to say convincing as in like you're sitting there debating it you're sitting there trying to prove because you already know the truth but your faith should do the work the way that you pray the way that you talk the way that you move the way that you live your life that should do the work that should be convinced that should be convincing enough for a person because they'll see the consistency in it i don't care if you thought i was crazy in the beginning as long as you know in the end, what was what was going on? God is saying, you're going to know things. Before, you're going to know the end result before the person that you or the people that you tell. They might not understand nor know the end result in the beginning. But you do. So your faith has to be strong enough. That's like if someone tell, like you have to have a level of confidence 
in this that's bigger than anybody's doubt that any naysayer can push into you. Your atmosphere has to be set so strong that the doubt can't even live in your atmosphere, that you can't even hear it. God, I pray over my ears. I pray over your children's ears that they can't even get access the ears can't even get access to the naysayers. The ears can't even get access to the doubt because you know what? I can't hear it. I'm blocking it out because I know what's true. That's like if someone comes up to me and tell me you're not black, like how you going to tell me and I know what I am. And God has sent you have to have that much confidence, that much level of faith, that much faith to carry that much trust in it. That the faith and the trust go hand in hand. And I had to learn that because God is saying, you have to trust your faith as much as you trust me. Oh, Jesus. I felt that because a lot of the times you can say, God, I trust you, but I don't trust that my faith can get me to where you're promising me. And oh, Jesus, that is so powerful. I trust you, God, but I don't trust my faith enough to get me to where you promised me. I believe you, God. But I don't necessarily believe in myself to be able to to carry that much weight because before I didn't have to carry the weight by myself before I had my great grandmama. I had my grandmama. I had everybody else that was backing me up from the church or I had that one friend that stays in her prayer closet rooting for me. I had their faith to help me. So it was faith of multiples. But this time, God, you've put me in a place in a position and you've promised me. A position you've promised me a platform you've promised me certain things that my faith has to carry alone and God I don't think I have that much faith. I don't trust my faith that much and God is saying you have to trust that that your faith can carry God is saying you have to you have to trust your faith you have to trust your faith I felt that because a lot of the times we feel that I am not enough I cannot be enough to to do this and and in that see god you ain't even let me look at my notes yet i'm just um this is all from what god is saying but our our faith is detrimental sometimes to our life and that's what you have to understand god is saying you have to trust your faith enough to understand the weight that it carries upon your life sometimes your faith can be the very thing that pushes you into that breakthrough your faith can be the very thing that gives you that 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 thing that you were too afraid to ask God for it because you felt like you couldn't get it. And so and so you say, God, I need to I need to have faith. God, I need to trust my faith because a lot of times God is saying you have the faith, but you just don't trust it. So you don't you don't put anything into it. You don't you don't push anything from it. You don't birth anything from it because you don't trust the faith. You don't trust the faith. So. And in and in the trust in the in the faith, I learned some things about God where it was God was I was talking to God actually even this this morning I was praying and I was and I was talking and I was like, Okay, God, so you're you're saying this and and we have to trust our faith and we have to believe in this and we have to do that. And God, but what does that look like? What does that look like in our relationship? Me learning to trust my faith, me learning to build on it. Like, what does that look like for me and you in our relationship? And God was saying, honesty, honesty. You there, There's a sense of honesty that we are lucky to have in our relationship with God. Now, I'm not saying because you have it, you use it. 
because there are God God was revealing to me because I had a moment in my life where I was guilty of this and God was saying that many of you there's someone and and many of you 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 don't use the honesty that's there in your relationship with God you don't choose to use it it's like you think that God if I be honest with you and I tell you that I'm angry right now or that um I disagree with what's going on in this situation I'm blocking my blessings but God is saying I already know your heart I already know your thoughts your what you internalize I know that you might as well say it like let's just be clear in our honesty level and a thing that keeps playing to me that I was like I'm not gonna say during the podcast but I feel to say this story um for a prime example we have our prayer calls um so I do a prayer call with a group of girls and we are praying and then um we decided that we're embarking on this fast and so you know today is the final day of the fast but we've been fasting y'all um and we've just been pushing in our fast we're trying to make our flesh subject to our spirit we've just been pushing because we've been asking god for some things and so during one of our prayers and i think the prayer was our monday night prayer or it was our tuesday night prayer but during one of our prayers when we were praying God told us off rip, like, okay, tonight we getting straight to the punch. I'm checking some people. Um, it's some things that I got to set straight up in here before we go any further. And so God is just counting down the line. He's, he's checking us. And so he gets to my sister. And then the call goes. And I'm talking to my sister after the call. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like, Ajanae, how did you like the prayer call tonight? Like, how was it? Like, you know, our typical after prayer conversation and she goes and she's like well and i could tell at first she really wanted like um say it but then she's like okay so i was a brat i had my moment of being a brat after being checked by god and then i got checked again in my stage of being a brat and so she's on speakerphone so like the girls that are still in my room they can hear her and she's like so i'm laughing because i know my sister and she's like because god told me I knew what he was talking about when he said I got to stop doing this. And he told me to stop doing this. And I got my little attitude. And I'm like being a brat. And I'm like, okay, God, but like why? Because I just feel like, like she's like, I just feel like. Um, and she's telling him how she feels about what he's telling her. And it's like, I just feel like I'm still doing what I need to do in the midst of doing this. Like I'm being obedient to you in the midst of like trying to tell God, like, no, I think you need to rethink this. And she's like, in the moment, in, in the way that God, oh, Jesus, it's, and I want you to pay attention to the way God responds to her, to her brattiness. He responds with showing her a memory. God shows her, he begins to show her, her life when she was not doing what he asked her not to do. And then her life when she did what, what she, when she was doing what he asked her not to do. And so she was like, mm. it, it settled in her from that memory. And she's like, enough said, God, you're right, God, you are right. Enough said, I, I will listen. I, I trust you and I will listen, God. And so, and so in that, and so my friend, she's like, you told, she told God that. And I'm like, there's a level of honesty that comes with this, with this relationship. He knew her heart. He knew he told her. That in her heart, she caught an attitude. So she, she's like, we might as well just have this conversation, God. But there wasn't a moment of her that was like, God, my, my faith. Because the moment she was able to bring honesty in there, 
the faith that she didn't have. Ooh, cause, because God is saying this. When, when, you, when you're honest, the honesty makes room for more faith. And that creates, that creates memories. And so, and, so, and so God was saying that the moment she began to be honest with him, and God gave her the memory and God and God spoke to her in his response. It increased her faith because it, it, for her, it would have been like, OK, God, if I do this just based off of and I don't tell you how I'm feeling about this and I don't tell you I, I feel this way because of this, then I'm just going to be doing it with little faith. I'm going to be having no I'm have attitude. I'm not going to quite understand what it is that I'm supposed to get from this. I'm not going to quite understand what I'm supposed to be birthing from this. And so, but God is saying because she was honest, because she chose to be honest in her feelings, positive or negative feelings about this, she chose to be honest. She knew going into it, hey, God said what he said and it's not changing. But I'm gonna be honest about my feelings, God, because I need you to I need you to shed some light to me. I need you to do something. She didn't know what she was going in there for, but she said, God, I know you and you know me. So God, I know that all I need to do is tell you my heart and you're gonna you gonna fix this. You're gonna take this out of my heart. So I'ma just I'ma tell you right now. And so God is saying from her honesty made room for an increase in her faith. Oh Jesus. God is saying some of you are blocking and decreasing your faith. Because you don't know how to be honest with me. You think your honesty is going to get you in trouble when your honesty is going to produce some faith for you. And the faith that you've been asking me for, your honesty is going to produce that. And so God is saying, because when he showed her that memory, when God responded to her, she was, God responded to her with grace, but also in sternness. Because he gave her grace, he didn't yell at her, he didn't punish her, but he also allowed her to know through his response, my answer does not change. My, my my assignment for you does not change nor does what i'm asking you to be disciplined in change and so and so through that when he gave her that response she was able to have her faith increase because it was like okay god now i see you said what you said i know it's not going to change but you've also shown me why it won't change and what got produced through it changing so it was an increase in her faith she was able to say okay you know what god we here we here because the, the lack of honesty, the lack of honesty when we pretend, which is pretending, we pretend like, okay, God, I hear you, I got this, um, but internally you're feeling like a certain type of way, you're feeling a little frustrated because you weren't able to, like you didn't express your feelings to God, you weren't honest with him because you were afraid of what would happen. That brought room for worry and doubt. Because now you're 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 thinking twice about things. Now you're doubtful in certain areas, in certain situations of what God is asking you to have faith in. Because it's like I'm very in, I'm internalizing these things. I feel this type of way, but I'm not able to express it. So because of that, God, I don't. I have this this slow sense of doubt and worry coming in for everything that you begin to tell me. So. You have to bring honesty. Honesty has to live in your relationships. Honesty has to live in your relationship with God. You have to be honest because a lot of the times we don't think about what that, what the faith, the increase in faith and trust does and looks like in our relationship with God. And that looks like honesty because I can't, I can't trust somebody I'm not honest with Jesus because how can I be in a relationship with someone 
a friendship with someone and I lie to you the entire friendship the entire relationship all of these things and I expect and and I and I and I'm expected to trust you if I'm lying to you how can I trust you because I'm a thing because that paranoia that sense that defense mechanism comes in your brain you lying to me too if I'm lying to you, you got to be lying to me too. So that means my trust is not going to be there. How many of you have been in a relationship with someone and they, listen, okay, I'm not going, I'm not even going to place none on y'all. So I'm going to say they probably were cheating on you. Hopefully y'all wasn't cheating on them, but you probably was cheating on them. And that guilt, that defense mechanism that, that becomes to hit you is that you start thinking that they're in the wrong. Like you, you if you cheat and you start thinking, nah, you gotta be cheating too. You gotta be doing something too because you're just being too good. Or if they're cheating on you and they placing stuff on you, like no, you gotta be doing something. There's a lack of trust when there's a lack of honesty. Without the tr- without the honesty, how can I trust you? And so God is saying you have to have honesty in this in order for your trust and your faith to be on high. And so, um, another thing that that I started learning in the moments of because this whole week I kid y'all not this whole week has been literally a revelation of God just showing me faith and trust in my life and and also in the lives of others in the lives of people that I'm attached to in the lives of people that I just cross paths with God has been showing me the faith and 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 the trust and what the lack of or the the faith and trust that there is and so all of those things and and I was talking to a friend and we were just talking. And as I was talking, I was like, you ever wonder why in our weak moments, we choose to turn back to our weaker habits instead of choosing to turn to a strong hand, instead of choosing to turn to a faithful hand, we choose to go back to our weaker habits. The things that that brought us into the very spot that we're in. And God is saying, because we lack in the faith of, of deserving of something new. And, and I'm going to tell you. And I'm going to tell you why there is a lack in the faith of of the something new. And, and it didn't dawn on me until I was walking to class this morning. And as I was walking to class, I was just beginning to really think. And, and God, and I was just listening to my gospel music. And I was and I was trying to like daydream while I was listening to my gospel music, if I'm being honest with y'all. Because I was a little annoyed I had to go to class this morning because all my other classes got canceled but this one. And so I'm getting ready to go to class. And I'm walking and I'm listening to my gospel music. I'm trying to daydream, get my spirit right. It's a beautiful day outside. And God begins to show me something. And <clears throat> immediately when he begins to show me, a part of me begins to get frightened. Anxiety-wise. <clears throat> and as I got frightened, I, I, I wanted to, I like was like, okay, okay, okay go away to the dream i'm just like okay to the vision go away and uh, and and god was like do you know why you did that and part of me is like um because i think it's a little bit out of the league like i don't i don't think i think it was it was crossing a line from you to me like i think it wasn't you all the way completely and god was saying that um no you 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 had an anxiety and fear of what I was showing you because I showed you your greatest potential. Mm. <coughs> Jesus, excuse me. Um, 
the enemy just tried to take me out with a cough. Okay, so, um, but God was like, because I showed you, I began to show you your greatest potential. And a lot of the times, we think that we are afraid to trust God's word because it seems too crazy and too impossible. When God is saying, you're not afraid of my word. Because what I show you is your greatest potential. You're afraid of your greatest potential. You're afraid that you can be your greatest potential. You're afraid that, like, I, I, what if I step up to this plate? God is saying a lot of the times it's not the, the word that you're afraid of. It's the potential you're afraid of. You're afraid of the potential. And, and, and as I was thinking, I asked God, like, <clears throat> why is it that I'm afraid of the greatest potential that I could be? Why is it that we begin to be afraid of our greatest potential? And, <clears throat> and God begins to say, it's not the, it's, it's, it's not, it's because of, I was having this conversation with my friend and we were talking about relationships and, and God was saying how, cause she was saying she was talking to an ex and her ex was like, I, I never knew what I had until I lost it. Like I didn't understand it until I lost you. And she was like, that's the problem. You had to lose me in order to know my potential. And so God began to say a lot of the times we are so used to being a part of relationships and friendships where our potential isn't seen nor appreciated or found until it's too late or until like months down the line, years down the line. And God is saying, and it scares you because you've never had an encounter with a relationship like this before that I'm trying to offer you. Because this relationship, I know your potential going into. Because this relationship, your potential is already there. And I show you your potential going into this relationship, but you're not used to that. You're used to being misvalued. And you're used to being treated according to your misvalue. So you're used to people hyping you up when you've already learned when you've learned your value when you've understood it but i'm gonna hype you up and i'm gonna show you your greatest potential before you can even realize it so you can step into it more gracefully and so we're not used to those things and so god is saying it begins to frighten you and scare you because you're like hold on now i'm out of my league at this point and god is saying no 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 you're not out of your league unless you're not in it and so and, and by that i'm saying that god is saying the only reason you're out of your league is if you don't step into your league you think you are you are lower than where you are god is saying i've set the bar here for you and and you've and you've tried to live underneath it but god is saying that there's a greater potential that lives in you there's a greater potential that can be birthed from you and I'm trying to show it to you. And you think, God, I'm afraid of your word because your word doesn't sound realistic. But no, it's you're afraid of your potential. A lot of the times we're blocking certain blessings and doors because we're afraid of the very potential that God has produced in us. Because you're like, God, if I live to this potential, oh, Jesus, a lot of you don't want to live to that potential because, you know, half of those friends that you have won't be able to be attached to you anymore. Because it's like, God, if I live to this potential, the things that I do, the conversations that I entertain, the people that I'm around, the people that I hang out with, they're going to have to change because they, they don't they don't know quite what this potential is about. They they don't. They not they are not a part of this type of potential or they won't understand this potential. God is saying, you know, that you'd have to let that relationship go, that you're hoping for a marriage out of because, you know, mm, God, this potential don't quite reflect this marriage. This potential don't quite reflect this relationship. And so God is saying that 
a lot of the times you don't want it you're afraid of your potential because your potential speaks against everything that you're trying to embrace mm, jesus your potential speaks against everything that you've been trying to embrace and force. It's like the little puzzle pieces when you because it's much easier for it to work out the way that you've been trying to make it work out in, in your mind. You think it is. It's like when you're trying to do the puzzle, trying to hurry up and get it done. And I don't know if y'all know about puzzles, but it's been a minute since I did one. But when you try to force that one piece in it, it looks like it could fit there, but it's just not working. And you try to force it and force it and force it. And then. And then you're just like breaking off little pieces because it just doesn't work. And God is saying, that's the thing. You're afraid to get that other piece because that other piece is attached to your potential. That other piece is telling you no where you usually say yes. That other piece is making you say yes to the things that you usually say no to because you're afraid of that elevation. God is saying you're afraid of elevation and potential. You're not afraid of my word. And because you're afraid of elevation and potential, it makes it hard for you to trust your faith. Because you're like, mm, God, if I trust my faith, that means I'm going against all my normalcy. That means I'm going against everything that connects me to the group. That means I'm making myself different but God is saying I want different from you so you better start trusting your potential and in that elevation having in that faith having all of that and so and, and and so then I began to 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 just okay Holy Spirit let me say it how I how I hear it and and, and in that God was also saying a piece that if you that you really need to take with you from this episode as I wrap up is that a lot of the times we hold we hold a we get so attached and wrapped up in the how and the when of the purpose. And so that can throw our faith off because you're you're so attached in the pieces that God tries to make happen. Like God told us earlier in the in the Boiling Point series, I'm not Mr. Make it make sense. I'm Mr. Make it happen. So when you get attached and wrapped up in the how and the when that all has to make sense for you. But because I'm doing things from the heaven bound, I'm doing things in the heaven sent way that it's not going to make sense. So you're not going to have that how and the when. But when you get you need to stop getting so attached to the how and the when. But instead, get attached and get focused to the purpose itself. God is saying live in that purpose now before it, it, it lives in you. Mm -mm. Live in the purpose now before it lives in you. Before it's reflected unto everybody else. God is saying, I need you to live it out. Live in it before it lives in you. So you can already be, be, be grounded in it. Be grounded in what it is that I've placed for you. And I'm going to do something different before we wrap up. Because this is so, so very important. Trust and faith and and. Because I'm still even in the midst of it myself. I still am, am embracing it and, and learning it and understanding God every day. He's, he's revealing something new to me about it. And so I want us to wrap up. Before we wrap up, I want us to wrap up in prayer. I want to pray for you. Um, if you can close your eyes and bow your head wherever you are in the midst of. If you are driving, you can just drive with your eyes open, please. And continue to drive and focus on the prayer as well. But I just want to pray 
Dear Heavenly Father, God, we come to you. We thank you for who you are in our lives, God. We thank you for constantly showing up, Father God. I pray that your word was able to touch the heart of your child, God. Even if it was just but one, oh, Father God, I ask that that one was able to get and receive exactly what it is that you've been needing them to receive, Father God. That even in the midst of them being in the middle, God, going through the boiling point, I don't care if it was months, I don't care if they've been dealing with it for years, God, but I pray that tonight, today, oh, Father God, that it changes for them, that their faith and their trust shifts, oh, Father God. I ask that you give them something new, God. I ask that you that you touch them in a different type of way, God, that they begin to embrace their potential, Father God, that they're no longer fearful of their potential, oh, Lord, Father God, but that they embrace it, that they trust it, oh, God, that their faith increases, that their trust increases, oh, Father God, and that you touch their lips with honesty, oh, God. Allow their hearts to be honest with you, their minds, their words, oh, Father God, that they have the power of life and death in their tongue, and that when heaven sends a blessing, God, that they don't allow their thoughts, their negative thoughts, and their negative words to stop that blessing, God, but I ask that you send a move. You send a a wave, a fresh wind, Father God, in their lives, in their homes. Allow them to carry the faith for more than just themselves in this season, God. Give them the weight of the faith to carry, oh Father God. I pray this in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit, the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And before wrapping up, I really, really want you guys to remember, you're carrying faith in this season that looks deeper and bigger because that faith is more than just for you. You're going to probably be carrying the faith of your family, the faith of your relationship, the faith of your friendship, the faith of your 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 group, the faith of a stranger maybe even that God gave you an encounter with. But remember that you're carrying faith in this season that's deeper than the faith that you might have had to carry last season, last week, or yesterday. But continue to embrace that. I pray for you. I love you guys. Always remember Walk in your destiny, walk in your purpose. Girl, get up. It's time to flourish.